Pylon listeners, we are back getting ready for week eight. That's right, week eight already of the NFL season. Um, with Halloween right around the corner, we'll be talking about some interesting scenarios, uh, some some scary-looking uh, matchups for some of our teams here, potentially. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's get to the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z. Then we got Kicker representing the Packers. Gentlemen, great to be back with you. Huge game for the pack and the NFC playoff race tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to chatting some football with you as always. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. Maggie's got COVID. I'm I'm thinking the Bears offense gets rolling this weekend, baby. <laughs> and then we got Remy representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull, purple brain in control. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, unfortunately, Remy will not be on uh, this episode. Uh, but <laughs> um, you'll, you'll, will we'll, he'll have, he'll still be sharing his thoughts uh, throughout as well. Uh, but <laughs> I just wanted to get a chance to m- do my Remy impression briefly there. But anyways, uh, let's get into some of these games. I mentioned uh, some scary matchups, and Kinger, I don't think it gets any scarier than facing the undefeated Cardinals with a depleted <laughs> COVID roster like uh, your Packers are on Thursday night. So this will be released Thursday morning. You're playing uh, tonight against the Cardinals. Six and a half point underdogs in Arizona, but without um, Adams, without MVS, without Lazard, without your defensive coordinator. (laughs) So how are you feeling about this uh, matchup? This is definitely not what you want to see from a from a Packers perspective, heading into playing arguably the best team in football this year thus far, uh, I mean you mentioned it. What's supposed to be you know an, <clears throat> an elite matchup between an undefeated team and a six and one Packers team uh, is really going to be hampered by the injuries and COVID battles that the the Packers are facing thus far. Uh, you already mentioned Devontae Adams out, Marquez Valdez Scantling still you know there's still hope that he might be activated tomorrow coming off the IR with a hamstring injury. But Alan Lazard is out just for close contact, although he didn't even test positive for COVID. Doesn't look like they're going to bring Bakhtiari back. We're still down Jair and Zedarius. Preston Smith is 50-50. Josh Myers, our center, is still out, and it doesn't look like Kevin King is going to play. So a huge uphill battle ahead for Green Bay this week, and, and Aaron Rodgers is really going to have to put the team on his back. Now, if you guys do remember, Rodgers has had some success without Devontae. The Packers are actually 7-0 and in the LaFleur era. Um, without Devontae Adams, you know, he he said this week, you know, the Packers are definitely not a better football team by any means without Devontae, but they've been able to to do all right historically, and they found out ways to scrape out wins. So uh, playing a team like the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I, the defensive side of the ball is really going to obviously be important in doing what we can to limit Kyler. Uh, last week, you look at uh, what <clears throat> Taylor Heineke did to us, you know, he had some pretty success, you know, scrambling in the pocket and on the ground. So you look at the performance last week and what Kyler can do, it's it's definitely something that's got to be a key in focus. Uh, but that being said, I think the Packers have proven that they do have the ability to, uh, you know, to play good defense this year. And and I think obviously a big focus is going to be on trying to limit Kyler in that run game and make him throw it. Although you look at Arizona's receiving cores and with who we got in the secondary tomorrow, there's definitely an advantage to Arizona. So um, it, it's tough. The line jumped from three and a half to six as soon as Devontae went out. I think. It's still at six. So um, this is a game that you just want to hope the Packers come in and they compete and they just don't get hurt anymore. Because this is this is a game, you know, everybody wants us to win. But long term, 
I think it's important that if depending on how the game goes, just make sure people are staying hurt. You know, you get 10 day break after this. Hopefully we can compete. But uh, this is the toughest challenge yet for Green Bay this year. How about that? Uh, the line jumping up that high just for a receiver being out. You don't usually see that. Usually it's just a quarterback that uh, makes that kind of change, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, and, and you know, the Packers already being down, a, you know, a handful of their elite players. You know, Devontae is just an absolute uh, target machine in regards to his volume and share on the offense. So, um, you know, the Arizona's got a good secondary. Uh, you know, we know how good Buda Baker is uh, in the safety position. We're going to see Byron Murphy's having a really good year as well. A lot of people are really high on him and think he's going to turn into an elite corner in the league. So, uh, they they got some talent back there, and you know it's going to be on you know Randall Cobb tomorrow. Uh, we activated Malik Taylor from the COVID uh, list. He was, actually I think yeah from the COVID list. But he had a really good preseason. Uh, he led the team in catches and yards in preseason. He's a big physical target, about 6'2". Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Amari Rodgers can do. We got a couple really good slot receivers, you know, a couple, well, a couple high tout, highly touted slot receivers coming out of college in Rondale and Arizona and, and uh, Rodgers, you know, out of Clemson for the Packers. So uh, you just got to have guys step up. If that offensive line can give protection, Chandler Jones is coming back. I mean, you're never going to count Aaron Rodgers out of a game. It's just going to come down to hopefully we can we can continue to score and keep up with Arizona because I do think they will put up some points tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't realize that, but Air, and kind of underrated just because you hear about Kyler Murray, Hopkins, the offense, but Arizona's defense, number two in defensive DVOA this year. I don't think a lot of people talk about that enough, really, for this team. J.J. Watt is out tomorrow, though, I believe, for Arizona. Is he? Yeah, okay, I didn't see that. I mean, like I've already mentioned, they've got some good players in in the secondary. Isaiah Simmons is yeah. a. It turned out to be a great pick for them. He was. I really, really I really wanted him. Uh, they didn't really know where to put him. You know what position he was going to play early in his career, and I think it did take him a little bit slower than some of those other rookies to adapt to the speed of the game. But he's a beast, and and but that's what makes him so good. He, he he doesn't fit one place. He can go all over the field. That, that's, that's true. What makes him so good. That's yep, why he's agree. so good at Clemson. That's what Arizona uses him all over the field. That's why I want him kind of for Lions because he kind of fits uh, like a modern NFL off or defense rather, where they're kind of mixing and matching like coverages constantly and dropping people back and rushing off the edge and stuff like that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, so what what do you got for this game, Kinger? You know it's tough, and uh, you know everybody's like oh, I could follow the Remy train or and and pick the Packers every week, but. As you guys know, I try and represent myself as a realist here on this podcast, and I think we have a tall task ahead of us tomorrow. And so on the road without Rogers' weapons, I want to believe that the Packers are going to at least be competitive in this game, and you know we're going to at least keep it through midway through the second half late in the game. But I do think Arizona probably has that edge at home. I'm going to lean us just outside the cover line, actually, and I'm going to go 31-24 Arizona this week, uh, and mm-hmm. the Packers are going to take their second loss head into the 10-day break ahead of Kansas City. I gotcha. Yeah. And this is also for, uh, you know, this is a big game because that number one seed, especially uh, in the playoffs going forward, is going to be more important uh, because only one team gets that bye. I agree. But I think the one good thing that we have going, at least the rest of the NFC does, that NFC West, I think, is going to beat each other up a little bit. They still got some games that need to be played um, out West. And Arizona still got to play a couple really good football teams um, in the Rams. I mean, I wouldn't say the Niners and Seahawks are really good, actually, but they still got to play the Rams, and obviously Seattle and and the Niners are, are both formidable. For sure. Barney, what do you think about this game, man? Uh, the, also, the Packers have four more games against the NFC North, I believe, so there's that. <laughs> One Something against the really Lions and Bears. 
Yeah. Go, go, go ahead, though, Barney. What are your feelings on this one? Thursday night. Uh, well, just to say about that NFC West matchups, it, it is in in uh, Arizona's favor, though. They're they're facing Seattle, I think, in like two weeks. So if they don't have Russ back by then, at least that's a good time for them to, Agreed. Good to point. face them because that's at Seattle as well. But, um, you know, I'm going to echo the same statements. Uh, I, I think it's going to be relatively uh, close to what Kinger said. I have a 30-23. Uh, score, but I mean, seven points. Um, what I'm looking forward to is the name you brought up, Amari Rogers, man. I mean, I think what last week, two weeks ago, like he got his first, you know, actual action and, and, uh, you know, signed the stat sheet and whatnot. And, uh, not that he was a, a super high draft pick for you guys, but wide receiver over the last two years has been a pretty touchy subject with you in, in, in the draft. Um, and you know, it's time to nut up or shut up. And, uh, with all those guys that are hurt right now and with COVID, you know, this is his time to at least try to make a name for himself. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think he's a talented kid, so I'm, I'm excited to watch him always with Aaron Rodgers. You, uh, you always have a game, but, uh, I think it's just outside of the reach. Um, and, uh, Cardinals take this one at home. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree that I think the Cardinals win this game. I think it's going to be – I'm interested to see if the Packers are going to establish any sort of run game because I think that that'll be the difference maker. If they can, uh, that'll keep them in the game. But I do think, actually, this is just a bad matchup for them defensively uh, more so than anything, even with uh, like a fully healthy Packers offense. Um, but missing Joe Barry, I think, will cost them a little bit as well. Uh, but even with him there, I, I, I just think there's some – the way they play and the way the Cardinals run their offense, I don't think matches up well. So I, I like that either way. Um, I'm going to go. Did you say 31-24, Kinger? Yeah. yeah I've th- I'll go 31-20 um, with the, the Cardinals one in here. So we all got the Cardinals putting up a 30 spot tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Remy will probably have them by four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. It's a big game for them, too, you know? So, I mean, they, they, they definitely want to – you know, put this one on you guys. Cause especially having a pretty bad first half versus Houston last week where they let kept Houston in a game for a full half. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think if this game was in green Bay, it'd be a different story for me. Uh, but the fact that it's in Arizona, uh, makes me like them a lot more here. Well, so we, everybody's predicting green Bay, uh, loss. Uh, so sorry, Kinger, but hopefully you guys rest up and you get back after the next week. Uh, everybody gets, you know, off the COVID list. I think Lazard, he doesn't have COVID, right? He's just unvaccinated, so he has to go. He has to be gone, like, how many days? Like, is it 10 days or something? I don't know. Don't get me started on that. You test negative, you should be able to play the game. Like, I, come on, you know? I, I agree. I don't I don't disagree with that. Hey, dude, it's about player safety. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> All right, so let's move on now to the Sunday noon games. There's two of them here for the NFC North. And we'll start with your team, Barney, the Chicago Bears. I believe three-point underdogs, right? Is that uh, correct? It's four-point now. Oh, yeah, four-point underdogs against the 49ers in Chicago. That's got to be – the 49ers are not a good team, so the, the Bears kind of being four-point underdogs kind of speaks to how the Bears have played the last few weeks, I think. Oh, uh, over Over under 39 and a half. Um, as you mentioned, Nagy out with COVID. Anybody else out with COVID? Or is it just uh, Nagy? 
not necessarily COVID, but uh, we're not going to have Mac out there. Most likely, we'll oh, that's have right. yeah. uh, Akeem Hicks out there, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a few other guys like Tayshawn Gibson, probably. Uh, but, you know, a, a few guys are banged up, uh, some key players. But, you know, this 39-and-a-half over-under is much more like it for Bears fashion here. <laughs> you know, we got away with these at, with 47 last week. But, I mean, that's just pathetic. It, it, I mean, it's so bad that Vegas just has absolutely no faith in this game being even watchable. Um uh, you know, both these teams have a lot of similarities, and they're not ones that make fans happy. Uh, you know, the Bears have the worst passing game by far in the NFL, uh, but San Fran really isn't too far ahead. They're ranked 29th in the league, only ahead of the Saints and, Je- and Jets. Um, you know, the one advantage the Bears do have is in the rushing game, which kind of surprises me because usually, you know, a, a Kyle Shanahan team runs the belt, runs the ball really well. Uh, but this year, there's a lot of guys banged up. I think they have Elijah Mitchell out there who is coming yeah. off a pretty damn good game last mm-hmm. last week. And not that he's incapable because I think he's going to be, I think the rushing game versus us is going to be just fine uh, for Sam Fram. For us, I think we really just got to stop uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, it seems like that's the guy that Kyle Shanahan wants to get the ball to. Uh, he got 10 targets last week. He's getting double-digit targets often in this uh, in this season so far, which is kind of surprising me. I thought Brandon Ayuk was going to be the the focal point in the passing game this oh, year. Oh, don't but... remind me. Don't remind me. I, I just have him on a few of my fantasy teams. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I was too. very high on him coming in the year. That was my big mistake for sure. Right. but Kind of uh, cra- crazy is regression. He's well, here's the thing Kyle Shanahan is kind of like Bill Belichick, where he just sometimes he just doesn't like you and he's not going to play you or he's not going to like draw up schemes for you. And you know, he does it with his his running backs. Kyle Shanahan usually does that, but right now, I don't know how they traded up for him into the first round to get him. And uh, you know, he had a pretty damn good year last year as a rookie, really coming on strong late, but. For whatever reason, Kyle Shannon does not want the ball going to Ayuk, and I mean, I'm all right with that. I think that guy's dynamic. Kyle, but, Kyle Shanahan overrated or uh, I, overrated I, coach? I I don't know if he's the best head coach, right? But uh, I absolutely love him as a play caller. Yeah, yeah. He, he's only he's won 44 percent of his games as a head coach. Uh, Was this his fourth year now as a head coach? Uh yeah, probably right around there. So and I, I believe it put him right behind like Rex Ryan for a career. Like I, I believe that's where he is on the list. Like in terms of uh, people that have coached over seventy games with that type of winning percentage, it's not it's not a great comparison. <laughs> but no, no, and, and there's some really really talented coordinators out there that just cannot be head coaches. Right, right. Um, and and maybe Kyle Shanahan's one of those guys. But I, I hey, at least he he does pretty well offensively this year. He's uh, you know, like I said, there's been a lot of injuries, so it's not that same San Fran offense that we're all used to. But, uh, you know, if, if, as long as you're putting points up on the board and you're losing games, that's all right. When, you, when you're like the Bears and you just can't put points up on the board, it's just it's, it's not putting <laughs> asses in seats. But, um, you know, I, I said uh, that the rushing game for the Bears, that's been something that's been, uh, you know, d- 
like really something to be proud of. Uh, we haven't had that in, in a couple of years. Khalil Herbert in the last two games since he's taken over, there's only two guys rushing better than him so far, and that's Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's on a 97-yard game with Green Bay and a 100-yard game last week. Uh, you know, he's he's really filling uh, Montgomery's shoes pretty damn well. But, you know, this off both offenses are terrible. Their third down efficiency is they're both in the bottom five. I mean, it's Vegas has it right. It's going to be a very low scoring game. Um, but like I said, you know, we got a little few injuries on our on our defense, but so does Arizona. They got a few guys right now. Um, their linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. San Francisco. Um, their linebacker, Al Share. Uh, he's got a concussion along with D Ford and I'm looking at their injury report and there's a lot of guys that aren't practicing uh, so far this week, but you know, you never know if that's just for rest or whatnot, but, but those concussion ones are for real. Um, so I don't know, four point underdog at home versus a team that also doesn't put points up on the board. I kind of, I kind of feel like that's really disrespectful, but Hey, I mean, the Bears haven't had an <laughs> offense to justify, you know, being a home favorite. So I, I, I'm all right with getting punched in the mouth here by Vegas as long as we come out on top. Nagy's not going to be there, like I said. So maybe Bill Lazor, um, you know, I, I think Chris Tabor, our special teams guy, is going to be our acting head coach. But Bill Lazor won't have uh, Nagy in his ear, and he'll be able to just actually call the offense just himself. And I think this is going to be one of the better, um, you know, games offensively for the Bears. And you can kind of read between those lines if you want. Um, but as for a prediction, I'm going to go Bears 20, San Fran 16. Mm. All right. The Bears money line, by the way, plus one seventy-five. Are you gonna be are you gonna be uh sprinkling a little bit on that too, Bernie? No, no. The Bears I, <laughs> I I if there's points on the board, I'm only taking the points with the Bears. There's no way I'm money lining them. <laughs> I just wanted to gauge your uh your confidence level there. I'm um, confident we can cover the four. I don't know if I'm confident about the money line, though. Fair enough, fair enough. I do think having Mac out uh, really hurts you in this game. I know Keem Hicks is hurt. Um, is Robert Quinn back yet? We shall see. Yeah, he, he was on COVID list, right? He was. Uh, but, I mean, what what – you, I heard you say ten days, but is that just for unvaccinated? I don't know. I, that, I, I don't actually know the number. That yeah, that, it's I that's for unvaccinated. I think you just need two negative tests if, if you're vaccinated. Okay. Yeah, because he's not showing up on the uh, on the injury report, which I would okay. assume they would at least put him down for COVID if he was. Uh, but I mean, I don't see anything just yet, so I think he's gonna be playing. Okay. Um. But either way, I, I think this 49ers team actually matches up decently well, even traveling um, uh, to Chicago here. I It's always tough to go against the Bears playing in Soldier Field. I always feel like they play well at home. It's, but It's getting pretty chilly. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, <laughs> but not quite bear weather yet. Not quite. <laughs> not, just not quite there. Um, I... I I think the 49ers have enough on defense here to give the Bears continuous fits that we've been seeing. I think it's going to be a three-point game, but uh, in the 49ers' favor, 
So I like them uh, 21 to 18 in this game. I love that awkward 18 point. That is a fair <laughs> score right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Kinger, what do you got? I'm going to go another awkward score here, and I'm going to go 19-17 49ers with Robbie Gould coming back this week and kicking a game-winning oh, field goal oh, in Chicago. Is he back? That's what I heard on the Sunday night broadcast that he's coming back this week. Look, I want to believe that the Bears are going to figure it out on offense. I do, but I still think they're facing a very good 49ers defense. And I hope, I say this sincerely, I'm not even messing around. I hope for the Bears' sake, that the Bears, for the Bears fans' sake, that the Bears actually put up a good offensive performance this week and show that if Bill Lazor's in charge, you don't want Matt Nagy's hands and everything, maybe that will finally open up the organization's eyes to seeing that he might is not the answer in Chicago. So uh, I, I, I'm not sold on field still. I mean, again, he's been thrown into okay. such a tough situation, but he hasn't looked good. And he's still on some of these plays, you know, breakdown plays, he hasn't actually executed in. in made the throws in, in, the, in the, some of these big spots even after everything had already broken down, which is what he was kind of known for at Ohio State. So I, I want to say it. I want to believe it. But I'm going to go even with the uh, Jimmy G, who I think is pretty tr- trash, and I think everybody in the league kind of hey. agrees with that. Uh, Homecoming game for Jimmy G. Come on. Yeah. I like that guy. We're, we're going to take, take the Niners 19-17. I, I will say for the Bears fans that uh, are listening, we had a little bit of good news come out. You know, Nagy treats everything as top secret and never gives any information out. But uh, Jason Peters let us know that Larry Borum is now back at practice and will be practicing. So we do add some help on that right tackle, you know, spot. Now, we might not have our fifth stringer in. Who knows? Uh, But um, also Tevin Jenkins. Uh, he thinks Tevin Jenkins will be practicing in just a couple weeks. So uh, somebody that we kind of all figured might not play this entire year. You know, we, we got something to maybe be excited about uh, as he might be strapping on the pad soon. Do you think he plays this year? I do. Tevin Jenkins? I do. I, I would say, you know, more so. If he so, just starts practicing for the first time in a couple weeks, that's still... Yeah, He's probably he, still a month away even for after that point. Exactly, exactly. I would say probably the last four games, put him out there. Maybe not full game, you know, but, like, get him. If he's ready to go, I mean, might as well gotta put get, him in there for yeah, some Got to get him some reps, yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, so, Kinger and I think the, the 49ers win, and Barney sticking with his team uh, after that, after last week's performance, he thinks they're gonna come back with a win here. Uh, hey, so. it's it's like my golf shot. When I have the worst golf shot of the day, I know that next one is gonna be absolutely beautiful, and I think that's <laughs> what's gonna happen here. Or it just can't be any worse. Once you hit four or one. five bad golf shots in a row, like the Bears have, then eventually you're gonna hit a good one. Eventually you're gonna have to hit a good one. We've been topping balls left and right, man. <laughs> you're due. You're due. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's move on now to my team. Uh, That is, of course, the Detroit Lions, who are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people think this is the Lions' best chance at a win this year. Uh, Even saying that, though, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against this Eagles team. Um, And I got to tell you guys, uh, you know, we've we've listed all the – there's nobody new to add to the injury list. Um, It kind of is what it is right now. Uh, but I, I like the way this Lions team is rolling right now. I think there's, 
it's for an own seventeen. There's a lot of positive vibes coming out. I, I usually when it's an own seventeen, it's just like negative story after negative story after negative story. And I, I, there's just a lot more Kool Aid drinking uh, with this team than you see with most own seven teams uh, because everybody knew it was a depleted roster coming here. We've had a million injuries to all our best players, uh, and yet we we are still competing with the best teams in the league or outside of the Bengals. Um, and I I really like our if I also think this is the best chance to win a game this year. This Eagles team I think is really bad. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I I I'm surprised he hasn't been benched yet for Gardner Minshew. Maybe that happens this game. I don't know because I'm a big Gardner Minshew guy too. So I actually wouldn't mind to see that happen for Philadelphia. But nonetheless, I think the Lions' run game will be in full gear here. Um, I really like our defensive matchup because I, I think our defensive lineman has been doing a good job of uh, containing mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. Uh, Justin Fields didn't run too much against us. So it was more just some deep passes against uh, undrafted rookie free agents that hurt us in that game. But even so, the Lions adjusted in the second half in that game. But overall, I really like uh, where our team is trending right now. Um, and defensively, I think, you know, Devontae Smith's really the only guy you got to worry about on this team. Uh, and I think a warrior can handle him. If n- if not, Jalen Hurts, I don't think it can hit him. Dallas Goddard's pretty good, too. Dallas Goddard's good. I'll give you that. I will give you that. Uh, so it'd be a good test for our uh, linebackers, Enzalone and Reeves Maven, to see if they can cover him throughout the game. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, but Miles Sanders got hurt, although he hasn't doing much that this year anyways. Kenneth Gainwell uh, is going to kind of step up there and – uh, Byron Scott as well. If you're looking for fantasy running backs, I think those two are available in a lot of leagues. But either way, um, I really like the Lions here to win the game. I'm I'm super confident. I can't believe I'm going to probably be betting the money line on this game. Uh, it's plus 160, three and a half point underdogs. Uh, but I, I I think the Lions have been you know trending. It's all been building up to this this first victory in the Dan Campbell era. So I'm going to go 21 to. 16 Lions win in this game. Uh, Swift with a couple touchdowns. I, he's been he's been great this year, uh, Swift, and I think they keep it going here. I'm curious what you guys think, though. Do the Lions get the first victory as well? Uh, let's go to Barney first, man. Yeah, you're talking about drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I mean, I I love watching the Lions, okay? <laughs> I, I, I really do. They're a lot of fun to watch. Uh they're like that one guy in uh, that that high school football coach that never, never punts, never, never kicks. Pu- yeah, <laughs> now he now he's the head coach of Presbyterian College. Uh, so he's is he doing the same shit still? Still doing the same. Every every game's like they either get blown out or they blow out the other team. It's like no close, <laughs> no close score. Uh, no, I mean, how can you not be a fan of this Lions team? They're, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they haven't come out with a W yet, but I think you're right. I think this is the first time they do. And that's not just because yeah. I, I hate the city of Philadelphia. All right. That oh, is yeah. Nothing- I didn't throw that in there, too. The the hate for Philly fans is real. Uh, I'm, I'm totally in alignment with you there. They're the worst fans in the league, and uh, I wish them zero happiness every single day <laughs> of their lives. Uh, and enough. that also has nothing to do with the double doink. But I will say, yeah. I think uh, Swift has a nice day. I think Hawk, Hawk might get a couple tutties, at least one. He's going to get one. But uh, I like the 
the Lions 24-23. Ooh, close one. You know, it's it, it's good, whatever it takes to get that dub. Uh, even if it comes down to the wire there, and I'm going to be holding my breath probably. I, sh- I forgot to also mention Darius Slay. This is his first time coming back to Detroit since we traded him um, as well. He but hasn't here. really been that good, right, since, since uh, being traded? He's been pretty he's been, good. He's been okay, like above yeah, average. He's been pretty good, yeah. I wouldn't, it's kind of what we had with him as well. Like, there's some games where, he, you know, it's not good, but then some games where it's really good. I wouldn't uh, say he he's one of the elite, elite corners. Like uh, I think he has sold good, high but, on him, though. But, you, I mean, Philadelphia in general hasn't been very good since he got traded there. So, it's kind of... Uh, yeah. Th- that's why we don't hear about him as much, I think, just because the rest of the team hasn't been too good since he's gone over there. Fair but, enough. Kinger, what do you think? We going three for three here? Detroit Lions are getting a win this week. This yeah, is it. You let's know, go. I'm, I'm, I'm let's hopping go. on with you guys. I'm hopping the on the Dan Campbell train. It's just one of those weeks. You feel like the Lions are just due. They've been in every football game. Campbell does a great job of getting these guys fired up, as we've talked about uh, you know, multiple times this season. It's like when they've been as close as they have, and, and they've really played, like you said, a lot better football than what their record re- uh, reflects right now. So... I, I got to believe they're going to be fired up against the team that they probably know that they have the ability to beat, that they they match up pretty well. And I love the run game. Like you talked about, I expect Swift to have a big day. I, I you know, I talked about Goddard and I, the Lions are going to let some people score, you know, even though Hurts hasn't been good, they're going to let up some points, but at home and I'm taking them to get a win. This, this might be your only one this season, but uh, I, I'm going to go 23, 20 Detroit. Oh man. Another close one. That's all right. That's all right. You know, we'll take, we'll take the, I'll, I don't I'll think Goff and th- that offense is blowing anybody out. I'm sorry, Big Z. I oh, just don't. Oh, no. I, it, it's hard to disagree with you, especially with golf, uh, Goff uh, as our quarterback. That's for sure. I know Remy would have predicted a Lions victory, too. So I'm going to say all four of us uh, are predicting a Lions victory this week. And I am super pumped, drinking a Kool-Aid, going into Sunday. It's going to be a great day. Um, just a great Halloween Sunday. No scares. No scares there for me. Uh, so, oh, all right, so let's move on to the last NFC North game. That, of course, is the Minnesota Vikings. As I mentioned, Remy's not here with us live, but uh, I'm going to let uh, uh, his little insert here uh, give his thoughts on the game. This Dallas matchup is really going to tell the tale of the Vikings being pretenders or contenders. And I view this Dallas team pretty similar to of uh, th- this Vikings team, um, both have stellar quarterbacks, both have stellar running backs. Uh, I would give the edge to Dallas in their cornerback and secondary position. Um, although, I mean, I love the way Trayvon Diggs is playing, but a lot of those interceptions have just been bad balls. Um, you know, Trayvon Diggs running the routes for the receiver, tracking the ball, um, a couple tip interceptions not taking anything away from Trayvon's success I love Trayvon Diggs as a player Um, I wanted him very bad in the draft coming out of Alabama Um, but I just in in my opinion I think this is a beatable Dallas team especially when you get Minnesota back healthy a healthy Dalvin Cook you know you got your offensive line finally protecting Kirk Cousins Um, if it's an ugly win it's an ugly win and that seems to be the theme going on in Minnesota. Um, I just, for me, this this is going to test. This is going to this is going to 
put the needle where Minnesota lays. You know, if, if, if we go out there and we can beat them like we beat Seattle, if we can go and, and win by a touchdown or 10 points, this is really going to – I think Minnesota is going to make some noise throughout the NFL. And, it, you know, we, we just got to take it one game at a time. You can't look forward – you can't look ahead any other week. Um, so, in my opinion, and, you know, these have been kind of higher scoring games in the past – my opinion, Minnesota takes this one 34 to 26. All right, you guys. So Minnesota, this is a Sunday night game. Underdogs, two and a half point underdogs, uh, over under 55. It's the highest of the weekend. What do you guys think? Can Minnesota pull off the upset at home here against the Red Hot Dallas Cowboys team? Let's start with uh, Kinger. I'm going to ride the boys. Um, now, one thing I'm going to say is, is I think that that over under 55, I'm just going to go ahead like I've been doing pretty much every week is I'm throwing out one of my best bets early. I'm going reverse brain dumb to offenses. I'm going under 55 in this game is one of my best bets. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why is, is Kirk Cousins has been good this season and he's been a lot better and taken on, I'd say, more responsibility than we've seen from him the last couple seasons in regards. To, I think the, the, the Vikings are a lot more willing to throw the ball this year, at least that they've shown they are. But I like, although Dallas has let up some yards, they have one of the best corners in football and a guy who's been playing as good as anybody in, in Trevin Diggs. Uh, you know, so I like the ability for him to match up with some of those receivers. And I think Dallas, they're low key top 10 and run defenses in the league this year. So the Vikings do have a good rush attack with Cook, you know, and Madison stepped up this year and played pretty well as is also. But I think that there's going to be stops on both sides. And Going on to a tough road environment, uh, it's just, I think, going to impact the game. So I don't see quite as many points as what a lot of people do. Uh, Dallas just, I hate to say it, but they look good. And uh, I think that offense, again, just has too many weapons, and Dak's playing too good right now. So I'm going to go 27-24 Dallas. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and just some uh, just some knowledge for you here, Kinger, as well. Uh, the public... So they are rather the amount of bets on the Cowboys right now is 81% to 19%. But the amount of money being bet is 58% towards the Vikings and 42% towards the Cowboys, which means like all the professional betters are are taking the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so just some food for thought there. Uh, but Barney, what do you think here? Do you agree with the, the, the Sharps or do you think you're more on the Kinger's side here? It's tough. This one's in Dallas, right? This is in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, this is in Minnesota. Cowboys on the road, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I I think I think Dallas wins this game. I think it's close. I think both offenses are just really good, and this is, I think, built for a shootout. Uh, so that probably means that won't happen, and Kinger's <laughs> prediction is probably right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that offense for Dallas, I mean, they, I've been I've been betting a lot of team totals, a lot of overs with them this year, and, like, that – that has been hitting almost every time. And so, um, you know, they're scoring, and I, I like Dallas to win. I'm going to say they're going to win 30 to 27, Dallas. Ooh, so you think it's a close one, too, and it goes over. I think, they, right. I think they cover by, what, that half point? It's two and a half points? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I think Dallas might cover there. All right, uh, so, you know, 
I, I this is a tough one. This is a good, this is a good Sunday night game. I, I like this as a matchup for Sunday night game. This is for a, sure. Yeah, it's a fun one. Even yeah, teams. Yeah. Uh, the thing I wasn't sure about uh, was Kirk Cousins in prime time. I know his record isn't great, but I think a lot of those losses are on Monday night, right? Uh, so I look it up. He's six and thirteen all time in prime time games. Uh, that was four and nine with the Redskins and two and four with the Vikings. He's two and four on Thursday nights. One and zero on Saturday. Three and two on Sunday nights, and zero oh and seven on Monday nights. So I do like that he does have a winning record on Sunday nights. Uh, so that looking at that kind of, you know, made me feel a little better about me thinking that the Vikings end up winning this one, 27-24. I do really like that this is at their home field. Um, they are coming off a of bye week as well. I, I Dallas is coming off a of bye week though too, right? Yeah. Um, but either way, I, I still like that the Vikings, uh, I, I think their defense alliance has been coming on really well here lately, um, and their defense has been playing a lot better. And I really like the fact that this is at home in prime time. I think the Vikings fans have been waiting for a game like this um, for a while. You, we, can, we, can, we can definitely confirm that with Remy, that's for sure. Uh, so I, I have high expectations for them here, and I, I, I think they win the game 27-24. The other thing is we forgot Dak's going to play, but he's still got that calf strain he's dealing with here. So I don't know that he is going to be 100%. So that's ah. something I maybe should have taken into account as well. But So primetime Kirk and Dak are probably at the same level then. <laughs> that's a good, very good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it'll, it'll be a close game, though. It'll definitely be close. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the, the smart smart betters here, I, I think. Or the professional betters, I guess. Whatever way you want to put it. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So that covers the NFC North games uh, for this weekend. Now let's get to our last segment. And that, of course, is best bets. So, Barney, why don't you bring us up to speed? We had a good week last week. Yeah, uh, all across the board. Everyone went two and one. So standings are all the same. Uh, we got Damn. a three-way tie at the top. And Big Z, you are just chomping at the bit to catch up to us. I, I know this right. might be your week, too. So <laughs> why don't you lead us off? You want me to lead off? All right. Yeah. So yeah. I actually have a three-team 10-point teaser as one of my best points this week. I've been doing seven points. So I'm going to up this to 10 points now. When you do this, this is on DraftKings, of course, uh, all the spreads and all um, the bets that are made. But when you do a three-team 10-point teaser, the odds become minus 120. So that's $120 to win 100. Either way, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to tease the Bengals from 10.5 down to half. So pretty much just win the game against the Jets in New York. Tease the Rams from 14 down to 4 against uh, in Houston. And then the last one, I'm going to put the Lions uh, in there as well as to cover 13 and a half uh, against the Eagles in Detroit. So that's my first best bet. My second one um, will be the I'm, I'm just going to put the Lions at three and a half. I'm, I'm drinking a Kool-Aid. Uh, you can bet it. But, you know, a lot of us had a lot of confidence in this team. And, and the Lions, despite the record, actually have been pretty good against the spread this year. Uh, so a three and a half, if they lose that one, it might be a close one. So if, even if they lose, uh, they lose by three. So I like them as underdogs there, especially getting that half point hook. And then the last one, this is the last, the third one is always the one that gets me, you know, I can never, uh, quite make my decision on this one here. 
I was going between two things. You know, I I got to go with what my gut was saying before. I'm going to go with the Cardinals six and a half um, or six, wherever you, if it ends up being six on Thursday night. I'm, I'm going to kind of wait for that. But if it if it goes to seven, I'm going to pass. But right now, six and a half uh, for the Cardinals at home against the Packers. So those are my best bets. Let's uh, let's go to you now, Barney. What do you got? Yeah, so my first one is going to be a four-team seven-point teaser. Ooh. Now, I'm going for two units here, plus 200. What are those so odds? I'm, I'm trying to plus 200. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm trying to get that. that I'm going to try to sneak that extra extra uh, W on, mm. uh, on Remy and Kinger here. But those four teams are L.A. Rams, teased down to minus seven versus Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago Bears up to a plus 11 at home. War- uh, just, be, just be warned, Barney. Be warned. <laughs> I, I put them in my teaser last week. It didn't work out well. Tom Brady and uh, San Fran might be a little bit different. I feel all right with this one. Fair enough. And on uh, DraftKings now, that the Bears are three and a half point now. I moved just during our podcast here. Just so. during our podcast. Uh, and then I'm going to go Detroit. At plus ten and a half. Let's go. And then I'm gonna go Carolina plus mm. ten. Mm. Uh, man, I I mean I know they don't score. They're not having that great of an offensive mm. season. But let me tell you this: they're facing the fucking Falcons, and the Falcons. I I mean, they they they're are on a just, winning streak now, right? Not they are just streak. terrible. They're terrible, and so. Have you that, watched the Have you watched the Panthers lately? That that brings me to my second my second bet. I'm doubling down on Carolina. All oh right, my God, I'm going Carolina team total plus or over twenty and a half. I think they get three touchdowns or at least over twenty and a half versus this atrocious Atlanta defense. Or yeah, and then my third one. I mean, you guys are talking about sharps. You guys are talking about, you know, being smart with your money, betting it this, betting it that. Kirk Cousins in prime time just isn't isn't a good player. And you know what? Fuck him. And I'm tired of this uh, Kirk Cousins MVP talk. That's nonsense. I'm gonna go in. Who's saying that besides Remy? Just Remy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going Dallas minus two and a half mm. in Minnesota. Let's go, baby. The the, the Panthers. Uh, Kinger, what do you think about his Panthers one here? Do you agree with it? I don't know. That offense has been so bad. It's just like it's, it's a team like the Bears right now. I just want to stay away from betting. That I I feel the same way. I think. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. However, <laughs> I don't think Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's. Atlanta's gonna be. Did you not hear Big Cat? The Falcons are this year's Falcons. They are. They're all. They're always the Falcons. <laughs> but they've actually pulled out some games at the end instead of losing them this year. Yeah, that's all right if they pull it out. I'm. I'm getting. I'm getting three or I'm getting ten and a half with them or whatever it is. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, you know, who's coming on really well for them is uh, Kyle Pitts. He looks like uh, he yeah. is deserving of that number four overall pick. And the guy that I'm really pissed the Lions couldn't get. Cause I, 
I saw a crazy a stat. More. I saw a crazy stat. It was like he hasn't dropped a pass since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> like that's stupid. Is that real? Yeah, I mean, well, I saw I mean, that. I think on PFF tweeted that. I think I saw it on the internet, so you know it's real. <laughs> Always real. <laughs> the last two weeks for Kyle Pitts, though, uh, targeted uh, seven catches and nine catches, 163 yards and 119 yards with a touchdown. So he's definitely uh, up to another. Now that's against the Jets and Dolphins, but you know, the the, the Panthers haven't looked too hot either the past few weeks. But anyways, uh, let's go to Kinger now. Let's see your best bets, man. All right, nice and quick, boys. I already told you my dumb brain is telling me because everybody thinks they're going to score a ton of points. We're taking the under in the Vikings-Cowboys game. I'm taking the Detroit Lions plus three and a half. I actually really like the hook at Let's home. Go that's, Lions. That, Lions. I think that's big, and, and potentially if Detroit doesn't win, I think it's going to be within a field goal. So I'm, I'm taking the Detroit. And then the last game, again, this is just me coming off a team that just got their ass beat a couple weeks ago. The Chargers got smoked in Baltimore. They're only minus five at home versus the Patriots. And the Patriots and Mac Jones have looked good, but I like what Brandon Staley's got going down there. And I think this is a week that, you know, Patriots traveling west. It's probably going to be a close game, but I see the Chargers winning this by 7-10 to 10 at home. So uh, mm. we're going to ride L.A. minus 5, and those are my three this week. See, that was only, that was the fourth one I was almost going to say. The Patriots, though. I was not going to go to the Chargers side. Uh, I think the Chargers just bounced back. They got destroyed a couple weeks ago, which I know Barney really saw that coming. Uh, Remy did not see that coming. They're coming I, off a bye, right? Yeah, they're coming off a bye. Exactly. How hilarious was that when I threw out my set? I'm like, dude, they never, they never cover like yeah. at after they score 70 points, and then Remy just goes first bet. Yeah, I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man, uh, I just said, uh, you know that that Chargers defense not has not been playing very well, uh, and I think that's why the Patriots might be able to close. Also. I think there's a lot of Boston people in LA, uh, so that'll turn like a little bit of a home game for the Patriots. Uh, but that's kind of every Chargers home game, I guess, regardless of where they play, whether it's that little StubHub soccer stadium or this giant new multi-billion-dollar stadium. Um, but the last bets bets we got to get to is our uh, Remy. So Remy, give us your thoughts on your best bets. All right, yeah, no, my best bets include. I think this Panthers team sucks, obviously. I mean, they almost beat the Vikings, but this Panther team just looks horrendous. I am taking the Atlanta Falcons, minus three. Book it. Big Z, you're going to love this one because I love the Lions up against Philly. Uh, I'm taking Detroit, plus three and a half. I even think they win that game, but I'm taking the spread. But Big Z, I'm taking the Lions to win that game. And I'm, I, I've been back and forth on this game, but something just tells me this may be a shootout with the Titans and the Colts. I am taking the Colts plus one, and those are my best bets. All right. So there you go. Everybody has their best bets. A lot of Detroit Lions love in these best bets. Uh, so not only do we all pick them to win, but the confidence is there with your money as well. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, So, gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap up uh, this podcast. So, listeners, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Twitter, at the Pylon Pod. Instagram, at the Pylon. Please uh, follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts on this week's upcoming games uh, and some of your best bets, potentially, as well. 
And then Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, please download and please subscribe and please leave a review. Always greatly appreciated. Other than that, gentlemen, uh, I have nothing else to add. It's a great uh, Halloween weekend ahead of us. So go get some candy or whatever the hell you do on Halloween weekend these days. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, just have a good time and be safe, of course. And thanks to our producer, KJ, as well. Otherwise, have a great weekend, and we'll be back early next week uh, recapping everything that happened. Bear down.